0: You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord.
1: God bless you, man of God. God bless you, son. No, don't bring it down because I'm up there with you. (laughs) When I call your name, oh my Lord. What an awesome, awesome uh, praise and worship song. I mean... When you're a praiser and when you're a worshiper, you can really get into it. We thank and we praise God for BCCI, amen, and the praise and the worship team that blessed us with that song. I give honor to God, as always. He's the head of my life. He's still the head of my life. Even with obstacles and challenges and different things that we've been confronted with, he's still the head of my life. And I honor him. I honor Apostle Willie Talbert. I honor Pastor Stephen Tolbert. I honor all of our associate pastors and associate ministers. And to each and every one of you, I honor and I thank and praise God for those of you that are connecting with us that may not be members of Yes Lord Ministries, but uh, the Lord has allowed you and has laid it on your heart to connect with us and I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, All of you in your respective places, bishops, apostles, uh, pastors, teachers, evangelists, uh, prophets, um, whoever you are in the five-fold ministry, I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as well as uh, the bishops and the elders and the others, uh, the deacons and all of you that are connecting with us. I honor you and I salute you. And listen, whether you've got a title or not, because how many know we're all children of God. We're just we're children of God. That's who we are. We're his servants. We're his his children. We belong to him. And so you children of God, I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen. Listen. We know that we're in a time where if you are part of the church, you are being challenged and confronted like never before. This is the season. This is the season where we're being uh, taunted. We're being challenged. Uh, Things are occurring and the world's view is skewed. It's mixed up. It's messed up. Um, And so what we're confronted with now is we've got to be the church for real. I mean, there's no time to play. We can't mess around. We can't uh, 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 act like we don't know what to do. We better get with it. We better arm up. We better rise up. And we better advance and go forward in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And listen, you can't just be a churchgoer in this thing, but you have got to be. You've got to be one that has relationships. With God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. You've got to have relationship. If you don't have relationship, you're not going to know what to do. You're not going to be equipped. In a day and a time like this, this is for real. We've got to advance. We've got to move and we've got to go forward. We can't take down. We can't compromise. Listen, we can't act like we're going along to get along. You can't. Not in this season not in this day and time. Souls are at stake. Lives are at risk. And it's up to us to do what we're supposed to do as the body of Christ. We've got to do it. Come on here. We've got to do it. Let's go to the word of God, shall we? We've got to do it. You can tell I'm fired up. God has been speaking to me. He's been dealing with me regarding uh, some things and uh, sharing some things with me that I'm, I'm keeping in prayer and I'm I'm praying about, and then he's given me instructions. He's given me direction with reference to some things, and some of these things are not easy to do. But how many know when you love the Lord and when you're committed, you obey him in all things? Am I talking right? Let's go to the word of God. Lord, 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 help us, Lord. Romans, the eighth chapter Romans the 8th chapter, verses 31 through 39. We're going to read all of those verses. We need it. We need it. We need the word. Can can you drop in the chat? I need the word of God. Drop it in the chat. I need the word of God. I don't know about you. I need the word of God. Romans 8, 31 through 39. I'm going to read from the King James Version, uh, just in case your version or you've got a different translation. Uh, I'm going to read from the King James Version. And it says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth." Oh, hallelujah. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Verse 35, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril? or sword, as it is written, verse 36, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the word of God and God's word is already blessed. I want you to um, listen as I share with you from this subject, confront And conquer, confront and conquer. I want you to agree with me on several things that uh, you, the people will be empowered, encouraged, reminded and edified as a result of the word that shall come forth that that God would be pleased, honored and glorified. Let me start that over. I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God would be pleased, honored and glorified. There you go. That's it. That's the order. That God would, first of all, be pleased, honored, and glorified. That you, the people, will be encouraged, empowered, reminded, and edified. And that the devil would be disappointed and horrified. Can you lift your hands and say with me, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on and give God some glory. Give give the Lord some praise in this place. Um, Listen, we are, as I said before, we're in a time um, right now. Right now, it's serious. We're in that time right now, and so I'm stirred up. I'm 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 on fire for the Lord, but I'm stirred like never before. That I got to do more than just sit and watch and observe. I got to do more than that. Why? Because I'm part of the body. (laughs) I'm part of God's army. I am His child. I'm His His servant. Uh, uh, Do Do you understand? And, And so. Here, God is, he's commissioning us to confront and to conquer what needs to be confronted and conquered in this day and time. Uh, First of all, you need to understand what the word confront means. It means to stand in opposition, to oppose with firmness. Uh, It means to put face to face, to cause to face or to meet, to confront one with the proof of wrongdoing. How many know the devil doing wrong? In the Greek, the word confront means to wrangle, to strive, uh, to contend, and to engage in heated debate. Understand that. The word conquer means to, to subdue, to reduce by physical force, till resistance is no longer made, to overcome, to vanquish to subdue whatever opposes. So you you got the, the gist of it. We've got to confront and we've got to conquer. So in this passage of scripture that I read prior to this, the apostle Paul had already fully explained the doctrine of justification and the necessity for sanctification. Understand that in this day and time, not many people talk a lot about sanctification. I mean, they talk a lot about grace. They talk a lot about uh, being blessed and and all of those kind of things. But if you're going to preach and teach kingdom, you've got to deal with the necessity for sanctification um, as well as the grace and doctrine of justification and all of these other things, the blessings, the breakthroughs. Uh, um, You got to deal with it all because this is about kingdom. And so the apostle closes this this discourse uh, upon the privileges of believers with a holy triumph in the name of all the saints, having largely set forth the mystery of God's love to us in Christ and the exceedingly great and precious privileges that we enjoy by him. He concludes like an orator. And what does he say? Verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? Understand, you need to read what's preceding verse 31 to understand why he's going here. What shall we then say to these things? What, what use shall we make of all that has been said? He speaks as one amazed and, and swallowed up with the contemplation and admiration of it, wondering at the height and depth and length and breadth. Of the love of Christ, of Jesus Christ, which passeth or passes knowledge. And so the more we know of other things, the less we wonder at them. But the further we are led into an acquaintance with the gospel mysteries and the mysteries of the gospel, the more we are affected with the admiration of them. So what shall we say? What shall we say? What shall we say to these things? And then he goes on. If God is for us, if God be for us, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. If God be for us, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who shall be against us? Who, <laughs> who has the boldness to deal with us improperly knowing that we've got God backing us? Who's got the nerve and the goal to come up against us? You need to get excited and drop some things in the chat. understand, When you belong to God, we belong to him. Come on, anybody besides me, I know somebody else besides me belongs to God. And so because I belong to him, because we are his, anybody would have to be foolish to come up against us. Look, drop in the chat. You better be careful how you handle me. You need to be careful how you handle me. Be careful how you talk to me. Be careful how you come up to me. Come on. Be careful how you approach me. Don't come for me because I've got God backing me. And and so we've got to understand something here. Just that right there. I mean, we could stop right there, but we not. Because you got to get this. When are we going to stop living beneath our privilege? When are we going to stop acting weak? Listen, just because some people think, oh, you, well, you got to be meek and, you know, you can't come across as arrogant. Listen, we need to come across as bold soldiers for the Lord. No, we don't have to be arrogant. But can I ask you a question? Is the world being arrogant? They're throwing stuff up in our face, challenging us to say something against stuff that they're doing. How many know and understand that the rainbow and the the intention of the rainbow goes back to scripture, where it is the symbol, it is the evidence of the covenant between us and God. The world has taken that to mean something else, but we know the real meaning, don't mess with me. Understand something. If God is for us, there are many that question the existence of God right now. They're wondering if God is real, if if he really exists. Well, if he exists, why does he allow this to happen? Why is it, God is real. And you're going to find out that he is real. My prayer is that it's not too late when you find out. My prayer is that you will have already surrendered to the Lord. And so that by the time you find out, you'll be in safety with him. Anybody hearing me? People disrespecting God. People doing all kinds of stuff. Are you fired up yet? It's not all right. It's not all right to speak against God. It's not all right to disrespect God. It's not all right to take the things of God, the things that are related to God and pervert them. It's not all right. So if God is for us, you need to understand that when he is for us, People can try to do anything they want to do. They will not defeat us. Not when God is for us. There's a scripture that says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh, the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. Why? Because God is for us. That's why. I can remember hearing about a story where a servant of God was someplace, and 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 this person full of the devil came up against them and pulled out a gun and aimed the gun at the servant of God and pulled the trigger, and the gun jammed. Why? Because God was for him, and that the person was trying to figure out why was the gun jamming, could not unjam the gun, could not fire the gun at. God's servant because God was for him. I'm telling you, this is how serious it is. This is how real it is. When God is for us, God is for us, not only reconciled to us, but in covenant with us. You need to understand this. When you have covenant relationship with God, there's power, and so people have to be real careful how they come up against you. He performs, God. He he performs things for his people. He does things for his people. He fights battles for his people. He is for us, even when it seems like he's not. As long as we're in relationship, as long as we're connected, he is for us. There are times the enemy will want you to feel as if he's not for you, as if he's walked away because some things have happened. But I'm here to tell you and to encourage you and to remind you that God is still for us. And if he's for us, who can be against us? Who can prevail against us? Who can hinder us? Who can stop us? I remember a song back in the day of singing in the name of Jesus. We have the victory. Tell me who can stand before us. When we call on that great name, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, we have the victory. So here we need to understand That no matter how big, no matter how strong they may be, we've got God backing us. God is for us. And when he is for us, the bigger they are, the harder they fall when God is for us. And so while God is for us, we may with a holy boldness defy. All the powers of darkness and wickedness. The enemy does whatever he does, but we've got to do what we do. For we are not only not afraid. Come on here now. See, this is where it comes with the confronting. We confront that stuff. We confront it because we know we're not alone when we're confronting it. We know we're not doing it in our own power and in our own strength. I'm not confronting this in the power of Mamie and the strength of Tauber. That's not what I'm doing. But it is in the name of the Lord that I am confronting. <clears throat> oh, the devil is a liar. This word is getting out. And so... Not only do we confront, but we also conquer. Come on here now. Let's 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 get to some more scripture here that we read. And so it says, "He that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies" Who is he, verse 34, that condemneth, it is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Understand this, principalities and powers are spoiled and disarmed and triumphed over. In the name of Jesus Christ, go to Colossians 2 and 15 when you get an opportunity, and you'll see that he caused us to triumph, to just step over the stuff. What? Principalities and powers. Who then dares to fight against us while God himself is fighting for us? Does that make any sense? It's foolishness to come up against God. And this we say to these things, this is the inference we draw from these premises. That God is for us and he has given us the victory to triumph over the principalities, over the powers. They are spoiled and disarmed and we triumph over them. Why? Because we are armed and dangerous. We are equipped in God because God is for us. Then you know what? I love this. I love it. Here's the thing. God loved us so much. He gave his son, his only begotten son. Then his son loved us enough to give his life, died for our sins. What? That's proof that God is for us. Jesus rose again. He didn't just die. He got up. And he got up with all power in his hands. I love it. I love it. And so we need to understand just how much we mean to God. I, I need to talk to you. You need to be reminded just how much you mean to God. Just how much. Then the scripture said, it is God that justifies." God made it possible for us to be reconciled to him, to have relationship with him through the doctrine of justification. And we need to understand and realize that God himself did this for us. He did it for us, so that we will understand the privileges that we have because we belong to him. Did you hear me? Privileges. There's a commercial that, come, that used to come on a long time ago and it said that if you had that particular card, and I'm not mentioning the name because they ain't paying me for advertisement. Said if you had that particular card, that the rights has its privileges. The right to have it, that card has its privileges. So privileges came with that. You need to understand something. Belonging to God, receiving and accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and my savior, I got privileges. Do you have privileges? Drop in the chat, put it in the chat. Tell me you've got privileges. Say, I've got privileges. Why do you have privileges? You have privileges because you belong to God, because you received and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen, being there gives us privileges. Having all of that gives us privileges. Privileges that we would not ordinarily have. We're invited in rooms we wouldn't ordinarily be in. We're invited to have a seat at a table that we would not ordinarily sit at. Are you hearing me? Not only that, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, come on, the breakthrough, the healing, the deliverance, all because of salvation that's been given to us. It is an honor and a privilege to receive and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and to acknowledge him as my Lord and Savior. It is an honor and a privilege to tell you I belong to God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. I know there's some folk that even have difficulty with me saying it like that. But listen, you take that up with God. I'm going by the word. By the word of God. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that it's not because of anything I did to deserve it. Listen, how many know I was a mess? Even stuff that I did that I shouldn't have done, stuff that I did that I wish I could forget, stuff that I did, come on here now, that just wasn't right. And yet he forgave me, gave me a dumb, are you out there? Did he forgive you? Listen. I want to talk to somebody who's still struggling with alcoholism right now, with drinking. I want to talk to you right now. There is no hope at the bottom of that bottle. There's no, no breakthrough. There's no joy. There's no happiness at the bottom of that glass. You out there who getting high, there is no breakthrough. When you sober up, when you come off the high, the stuff is still there waiting on you. Oh, but when you receive and accept Jesus Christ, he knows how to eradicate it. He knows how to move it. He knows how to help you to overcome it so that you're no longer dealing with the same things you were dealing with. Listen, life is still life, but you deal with it differently. Are you hearing me? He'll teach you how. He'll show you. He'll show you how to enjoy victory. He'll show you how to have overcoming power. He'll show you how to get breakthrough. He'll show you how to be delivered. And he'll show you how to stay delivered and to walk in that deliverance. He'll show you how. Somebody need to hear me in here. No matter what. And then we need to get to Because I I don't have a whole lot of time. So let me get to, let me get to these other scriptures here. Then it says here in verse 35, who, who shall separate us? Come on, y'all know the scripture. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation and begins to name different things. Listen, shall your trials and your tribulation separate you? Shall the disappointments and the discouragements separate you? Uh, shall shall the things that you thought were going to happen, but because it didn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen, will that separate you? Uh, will being talked about separate you? I told you that God, they better be careful how they handle you. Watch what you say. Watch what comes out your mouth against God's people. So is talking about you, running you down, uh, um, um, just the, the framing your name, is that going to separate you? Is it? A assassination of your character, is that going to separate you? Huh? Character assassination? Lying on you, saying stuff that's not true. Come on, you know it ain't true. God knows it's not true. But people can make it sound so real. Will that separate you? The scripture goes on and names so many different things. Will it separate you? Dennis says in verse 37, no. Nay, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Did, did you hear that? Did you hear that? We're more than conquerors. We're not just conquerors, but we're more than conquerors. Uh, Listen, patiently going through these trials, we're more than conquerors because we've triumphed over it. The reason why we're more than conquerors is because of the supernatural element that is involved. God's involved. Don't you remember, verse 31? If God be for us, come on, who can be against us? And so we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors. When you're more than a conqueror, you need to understand something. It's through him that loved us. Huh? Through him that loved us. God loved us enough to give his son. Jesus loved us enough to give. The scripture says, for God so loved the world, John three sixteen, that he gave his only begotten son and the son gave his life. So you need to understand something. We are more than conquerors. And so it goes on because it says neither death nor life. What? Nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers. None of these things will be able to separate us from the love of God. None of these things, nor height, nor depth, nor, come on, uh, whether you got it today, prosperity, whether you don't have it, none of that. No storms. No tempests. Come on, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. You need to know who you are. I used to hear this term, you need to know you're cooking with grease (laughs) there. God is for us. You need to understand that we don't have to put up with the foolishness. So in this world, We confront and we conquer. Confront the mess, confront the foolishness. Don't be afraid to confront it. When somebody asks your opinion, listen. If they ask your opinion, you got to be truth. You got to give truth. And when we belong to God, we don't agree with everything. We don't go along with everything. You can simply say, I'm not comfortable with that. Or you can say, listen, because of my faith and my belief, yeah, you can go there with them. Because the reality is, is that they need to respect your faith in God. And we live in a world that has no respect for much of anything. And so I refuse to compromise. I refuse to take down. I refuse to run away in fear. I refuse. And so we are not only confronting, but we are conquering. We're conquering because we are more than conquerors. Understand this. We have been equipped to confront and conquer. I wanna leave you with this true story. Mr. Hugh Kennedy, an eminent Christian in Scotland, when he was dying, he called for a Bible. But finding his sight was gone because towards the end, he went blind. He said, turn to me, the eighth chapter of Romans, and set my finger at these words. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, etc. Now, said he, is my finger upon them? And when they told him that his finger was upon them without speaking anymore, he said, now God be with you, my children. I've had breakfast with you, but I'll have dinner with my Lord Jesus Christ tonight. And so he died. That's how serious this is. I am persuaded. What persuades you? God's resume persuades you. The fact that God has made us promises persuade you. I am persuaded that I have been equipped to confront and conquer. What about you? Drop it in the chat. I've been equipped to confront and conquer. I pray that you have been blessed. We're going to give an opportunity right now. We're going to stop right here and give an opportunity. There may be somebody out there who wants to receive and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're out there and you want to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We want you to get ready to pray with me. I'm going to pray with you right now. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for reminding me that you are for me. I thank you. For reminding me that I have an opportunity to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And now I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus died for my sins. That he rose again on the third day with all power. And your word says that if I make the confession and if I believe that I can be saved. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. And now I am saved. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, we want you to reach out to us for next steps so that we can walk you through this. You can live an abundant life. You can live a victorious life. And we want to show you how. If you're out there and you need a church home, connect with us. Yes Lord Ministries is a good church where you can see it, and realize the fulfillment of the purpose, plan, and destiny that God has for your life. We want you to have everything that God has for you to have. And we want you to experience the joy that God has for you to experience. And so connect with us. Join us. As we go on this wonderful adventure, as we represent God, and as we be all that God has called us to be, and as we live life abundantly and victoriously in Jesus Christ, stay blessed and refreshed in the Lord. God bless you.
0: Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to one 844 Cash app dollar sign. Yes, Lord in on Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor, Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.